Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Michigan Avenue Media and the World of Ink Network. This podcast was founded in 2011 by Marsha Casper Cook and Virginia Grenier. Their focus has always been on helping writers reach their dreams by having informative and entertaining shows. You will also hear the latest information on what's new and exciting in the publishing and marketing industry. And the shows will also cover discussions on screenwriting, audiobooks and movies. New to the shows will be the latest style and trends in fashion, as well as nutrition and how Pinterest can add just the right spark of attention you may need for your projects. So, sit back and relax and enjoy the show. You can find out more information about our shows and being a guest at www.michiganavenuemedia.com. Hi, everybody. It's September 1st. I can't believe it. I don't know what happened here. Last thing I knew, it was March. Now it's September. So right, here we have a good show today, and um, somebody else just called. Right, we have four guests today. Three are here, and um, one is not yet, but that's okay. All right, and um, everybody, there's a holiday coming up, and um, Labor Day, I can't believe I just I'm looking outside now. It looks like fall already, <laughs> No, I'm ready for that. But I will have everybody talk about, you know, a little bit about themselves, and then we'll go into a discussion because this show is really going to be quite interesting because we have an editor, we have illustrators, authors, and it's going to be a really good show because everything matters, okay? <clears throat> especially in any book, children's books, or even in, as I just found out, if, you know, not just found out, but in little synopsises if you don't edit it right. So we're definitely going to talk about that because everybody knows that I definitely need an editor. No doubt about that in my life. Okay, so who, I think, I don't know, um, Joanne, is that you? Or Elwin, is that you? Yes, I'm okay. here. Yeah, okay, oh, you're there too. Okay, hi, okay. Uh, Elwin Autumn is on. Joanne is not here yet. Mikey Brooks is on, and Kim Huther. Kim, is that right? Huther? Am uh, I pronouncing it's it? Huther. It's Huther. Huther. But that's okay. Okay, that's another Huther. bad thing. <laughs> Huther. Okay. All right. I'm going to have you talk first because we, I, we, I don't have too many editors on, and editors, we all need editors. So tell us a little about yourself, and uh, I know I've been keeping in touch with you for the last year, I think, already. So talk yeah, a little bit why. about yourself and what you do. Sure. Um, well, my name is Kim Huther, and I own Wordsmith Proofreading Services. Well, it's actually Wordsmith Editing now. Um, I have been doing this for 12 years um, professionally. Um, I just, you know, I, I have a BA in English and have always loved reading and decided after, well, geez, it was a long time after I graduated college. Um, it was 2008 with a two-year-old. Um, that I decided to start my own business. So rather than, um, you know, trying to find a job out in the world doing what I do, I decided to um, put my education and what I really consider a, a, a God-given gift um, to use, making, making a living. So uh, that's... That's what I do. I, I proofread and I edit um, people's books 
and I work with some ad agencies around where I live as well. And I just I get paid to read, so it's a really great gig. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Well, of course, some of the things that you read, it's not that perfect, so you make it perfect. Because most I of do. us, well, I, I, I shouldn't say most of us, but I guess most of us authors, you know, we all need it. Even though people think they don't need it, they they need it, even if they, they think do. they don't. Right, absolutely. They, they really right. Do. You really, okay, and yeah, and you, so I'm going to have Mikey come out. To, Mikey is an illustrator and an author and um, a new father of this is the sixth, right? The, number six. Yep, number so six. So yep, I'm a I'm a children's book author and I specialize in children's book illustrating. Um, I've got several uh, books out. I have a new one coming out on the 30th this month um, called Camp Legend. And it's about a camp for kids that are believers in everything magical, like Santa Claus, the Easter Bunny, and even Bigfoot. Everybody except the main character, who is not a believer in any of that. So it's a really fun uh, middle grade book. Um, My latest picture book that I illustrated, Tragic Magic, um, actually just took Best of State in three categories where I I won some pretty awesome... Um, shiny medals, and one of them was for best overall illustrating for picture books, which I was really happy to uh, be recognized with that. And my my most important job is uh, being a daddy of these kids, and uh, that's what I. All my all my. And that's a huge job. I mean, you got you have so much going on, and I, I oh, yeah. okay. And most of my, and most of my children, I think all of my children's books except one of them. You did not do all my illustrations are, you know, done that is correct. by you. And um, at first I used clip art years ago, and then we redid them all, and especially, you know, my little witches that you did are so cute. Coming up soon for Halloween, but it's not actually only a Halloween story. But um, And you did my logo, and you've done a lot of things, you know. And actually I put my old logo on today, A Good Story is a Good Story, which is still what people call the show, and that was the first logo I had for A Good Story is a Good Story. So <laughs> I got them all out there today because <laughs> you really do great work, you know, plus being Thank a little you. Author, you know, okay. And uh, Alwyn, you got a new book, so cute, the cover. You want to talk about it? Oh, sure. Um yeah, it's called Teddy Bear Tea. It's going to be out on the 9th, and um, it's it's a children's poem that I thought would be really fun to have illustrated, and I think the illustrator did an amazing job capturing so the whole oh, tone yeah. of, of, of the story. I, I just love the pictures. Um, I also wanted to say um, the camp legend, I really, really like that idea. Um, I've actually written a story called Chris Kringle's Cops, where, you know, obviously it's about Santa Claus, but yeah. the older sister believes in Santa and her younger brother doesn't. So I kind of flipped the, the roles there, and uh, then there's a big adventure um, after, uh, after that. Cute, and you, are you still doing classes now? I mean, I know you've been doing them all the way, through, you know, you have all, you have so much going on. Do you want to talk a little bit about what you've been doing lately? Because you have, you do a lot of different things with the kids. Now. <clears throat> oh, yeah, um. Well, I am a former pre-K kindergarten teacher. I taught Head Start with the School District of Philadelphia for 14 years, and then I taught, um, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, kindergarten for three. And I was doing um, online classroom visits in the spring for kindergarten to second grade. 
and I was talking to the teachers, and it was just what I thought. There was a really, um, there, there was a large learning gap for certain children. Some of them just weren't signing on, so I decided to do some summer camp videos focusing on the theme of summer and everything that falls under summer. And then each week I focused on a different letter and I did a phonics lesson and I just finished the last um, week of summer camp last week. So those are done for now. Um, I'm not sure what I have planned for the future in terms of educational videos because I need, I need a little break as they, they took a lot out of me. Yeah, because this whole summer, you know, look at, I mean, so this is a crazy year, and so uh, there are a lot of different things happening for kids. So I think that all the children's books and everything that everybody's doing is a good thing. So, and all of you can ask each other questions. So if you have anything to ask, but I think uh, Kim, do you want to talk about? Because tell people out there. I mean, you see manuscripts before they're done. Okay, so Correct. how do people get over the fact of? getting over themselves, thinking, oh, you know, while they're writing, not to keep editing, because that does get in the way of a good story for a lot of people. It, it really does. It's just, it's, and, and as, as an editor, I completely understand that um, the books to the authors are, it's, it's their babies, you know, and um, it, it's hard to, um relinquish your baby to somebody else. Oh, but um, my role really is, is not to make anybody feel um, inadequate or incompetent. My, my role is to polish um, what has been written and, and tighten it up, kind of Fill in, sorry, I just walked upstairs. Fill in, <laughs> fill in the holes, you know, and and just make sure that it, like I said to you, Marcia, it's putting your best foot forward, um, right. just so that so that you get better reviews, so that you sell more books, so that you, you know, make a whole lot of money if that's what you want. That's my my job is to just make it look as polished and as much like the just the the work of art you you know it to be so that's right you know i was i was talking really about important. i was talking about this with um uh, the publisher i used and we were talking about something you know i know this is probably like an impossible thing to work out and try to figure something out like this but when authors are writing and i i'm not one to give my work out to people, you know, for beta readers and things like that. I don't know if Mikey does or Ellen does it. But um, when people are writing, sometimes they could use help along the way because sometimes they dwell too much on something that really is okay. And instead of thinking, well, maybe this isn't okay, if they had someone to work with while they were in the process, it would probably be a lot easier the whole way through. I mean, Absolutely. I don't know how that would work, but because let's say if you hired, let's say, an editor, not to edit your work per se, but to read it through and tell you where, or or go by chapter by chapter, let's say, and tell you where you're going wrong, because I myself, I end up, I'm over, you know, I overdo it. When I was doing script right. for a screenplay, 
I didn't. That's you don't do it the same because when you're a screenplay, you just put in you know where you are, the action, the dialogue, and you're done. You're not well. It's not so easy, mm-hmm. but I mean, you know, it's not you know because the dialogue doesn't have to be exactly perfect because people don't talk perfectly. So I think, but I noticed that myself, and I don't know if anybody else has that on the uh, you know that's here has that. I mean, where you are not sure if it's working. And and you mm-hmm. might say, oh, okay. I've had people on my show that said, oh, they throw the whole thing away after 50 pages. But maybe it oh, really no. doesn't have to be. Yeah. Mikey, do you know? No. Mikey, I said, Mikey, do you feel that? Um, yeah, I, I hear a lot of people do that. I When I go to conferences and stuff and people ask me, I always suggest that they get somebody that they are comfortable with. Um, and an editor can be very comfortable to, to be that way, especially if you form a connection or you can have a critique partner. Um, I have a, a wonderful critique partner, Allie Cross, who uh, I send stuff to her, and she always um, will comment on stuff because she's a, a, a whiz when it comes to plot, and she teaches a lot of classes on, on, on plotting. And so she'll help me to flag some things that I need to, to fix. Or, um, But uh, she would be one, and then my editor helps me a ton too. I think editors are amazing to have in that even even in the beginning stages, um, when you're working tradition when you're in a traditional publishing, um, the first book, like my first book in the Who Files, um, when I was working with the publisher, then we would we tightened up quite a few things in the story and then rewrote the ending. Um, and then for the second book, we would have um, been more collaborative back and forth to because a lot of publishers have their mindset of where they like to take the series, um, what they feel will be the best um, selling in the series. And so a lot of times publishers will want to have their editors kind of get, lead you along, not really lead you, but be there with well, cause, you. Right, because otherwise they the won't be actually happy with what's gonna, what the end result will right, be. Right, because they don't, they don't want like, ooh, surprise, mm-hmm. I've changed the whole entire story right. in the third yeah. book, and we've spent all this money working up. So uh, working with your publisher or well, your editor that way, if it's with your publishers, is one way. Um, freelance editors um, like him, she could totally help you with um, creating the bones of your of your story as well as helping you after you've written to help the content and then the the punctuation mm-hmm. and line editing and stuff. But I, I think I, I wouldn't be anywhere without working with an editor. <laughs> I've worked well, right, with lots exactly. of different so editors, I, Kim, so some are better than Do you others. like that process idea, though, for to working with somebody like that? Um, I, yeah. I, I like to do things on my own, um, and then I, I like to – I like to see it once. I, I'm, I'm almost like I do an outline first, and then I see if it's going to work, and then I go back to it and start on it. And after I've started on it, then I will share it. But I'm I don't really share it while I'm. Right. I, I don't do that stuff. either. Right. And anytime I've I, ever done that, it's a bit. You know, you and I have talked about that sometimes. I think where you say like, "Oh, who's going to really like this story?" <laughs> What's going to happen here? Or, right. You know, we have talked about that. And, and because I think authors, a lot of times we do that. And sometimes people go, oh, this is so wonderful, like Kim was saying, that, oh, it's so wonderful that 
uh, they don't want to change any words, you know, and uh, right. sometimes you have to. <laughs> you have to. Yeah. I think editors yeah. have a hard time because they you have to give praise because otherwise the the writer is going to get discouraged, but at the same time you have to be honest right. and give um, correct Absolutely. feedback. Absolutely. I, I'm, I'm always very gentle in my critique <laughs> because I don't <laughs> want to hurt, I don't want to bruise any egos because as, I mean, writers are artists, you know, and they, yeah. they think that their thing is the next, you know, Mona Lisa, but sometimes it's not. And I, I yeah. have to let them know that they need to work on it quite a bit more before I can do my job efficiently. Right. Yep. Ellen, how do you, Ellen, Ellen, how, how do you feel about, you know, you've run, I mean, you're a teacher, you know, you, you've taught for years, but sometimes you have questions on what you're doing yourself as what your, you know, subject matter is, or do you need help with it? Oh, I always need help with my writing. Um, you need an editor. I mean, when yeah. I was teaching writing, we, editing was a very important part of the process. And whenever I speak in a classroom, I try to always tell the students, you know, you write it, you have to have someone else look at it, you know, it's, it's constructive criticism, it's to help, you know, you improve and put put out your best work. Um, my first book, uh, Chris Pringle's Cops, I worked with Maria Jansen Gruber of um, Through the Looking Glass uh, dot com, and she was she was amazing. I mean, the book turned out as well as it did because she was such an integral part of helping me, you know, point things out like, what, what, are, you, what are you trying to say here? You need to develop this. You need to transition here, you know, stuff like that, and, and I needed that. Yeah, I think that, and, and also I think one thing is it is nice if you, you know, I feel if you work with the same editor all the time, I all my books have been with the same person. So that is my issue. It, do I, and But sometimes it holds me back because I know him so well that I'm thinking, oh, he's going to tell me this is wrong, this is not right. And But he does know me and he does know me for so many years and how I write and how I talk and my, especially when I have care, you know, my dogs that talk and, you know, that I don't, the dialogue, because I think dialogue should probably stay the same a lot of times of certain people, you know, that's really important, but the, you know, the rest of the, everything else needs to be changed a lot of times, but sometimes the dialogue matters because that's, you know, especially in a short story, you know, in a children's story or, also in a screenplay, but in a full-length book or, or novella, it, there, you do need help sometimes because, you know, you may have said it and you don't even think you've seen it, you know. And I notice that myself sometimes when I'll go back and I go, oh, I just did that. So, I mean, I know people, which I do not think is good, they don't go over things. They just send it to the editor and the editor's probably crying by saying, what? You know, you have to, <laughs> you know. <laughs> you have to have someone, but most people really need a lot of help. I mean, I hear this all the time after all these years of shows. Most people do need help, and they have. And if they don't take it in a good way, then I guess you can't really be a writer because you need help. We all do. That's a yeah, universal you need a thick thing. Skin. You absolutely have to have a thick skin. 
so you, you were you were saying to me you were you were saying to me that you know there was something that I put out I put out so much I don't even know what I put out half the time which isn't always good but I I'm up late at night and I'm always putting different quips on and things like that and there was something you saw today and you sh- and you said oh this is not right and I I I would not know it because I am not an editor and I do have issues so I'm glad that you saw it but and now you mentioned you have a service for people like me I do Yes, I, I, yes. Um, with with your blurbs that you you know post on Facebook, you know little like like what's on the back of the book, but you posted it on Facebook, you know. Um, and your descriptions on Amazon, um, things like that. I proofread those um, before you post them so that they they do flow and they are. Um, you know, grammatically and and punctuationally correct. Yeah, and right. And I charge ten dollars, ten dollars a blurb, not per post. I think that's fair. I think that's worth it. Yeah. I think that's really a good thing to know because I will definitely be using for this because I have okay. issues myself, and a lot of us, we most of us, I should say do not really love marketing and we have to put all every the description we change things sometimes on amazon we change things on you know uh, if we're doing instagram or if we're doing this and probably by the time we're even looking at it like you had mentioned before you don't see it you know so your eyes and, are crossing by the time yes, you're done. <laughs> it, you know and even if you put it through even if you put it through a spell check it doesn't pick up certain things or the tenses if you're doing it that right. way. You know, I have trouble with the tenses. Right. I know that, you know. This is my not my thing. Right. So what would you tell people yeah. like their first if you were gonna if you're just starting with a new client, what would you say, This is how we can work together? How would you tell people that? So if they're li- when they're listening um, now Yeah. Well first you you absolutely have to um have gone through your draft at least twice just to make any changes you want to make Um, and make sure that you have um, really studied how to write dialogue. That's important. Um, How to uh, just to make sure that you stick with one um, tense and really one point of view um, I mean, if you're changing point of view, that's fine, but don't change within the same, like, paragraph. So Yeah, I was, I was um, just listening to another radio show. They were talking about that, people that do that, right? They change the tense or they change the whole thought in the same paragraph for just, where you don't so really do that. It's so hard to do my job. Yeah. Yes, exactly. It's so hard to do my job if I have to rewrite your story. You know, that's not what I'm being paid for, and that's right. not what I've allotted time for. For um, right. and sometimes I I have to sacrifice family time unfortunately um, because I am kind of mired in having to do more than um, really what I was hired to do. Um, I don't mind it per se, but it. It certainly makes my job more difficult if I have to go through it and change everything from one tenth to another. Um, and I mean, it's, it's part of the job. I I understand, you know, I, I get that, but it just it, it takes a lot more 
a lot more time um, yeah. to do that. Um, but, you know, so make sure that you've gone through it twice, um, that you have made all the changes you want to make, and then you send it to me, and I, as one of my clients said, I worked my magic. <laughs> Um, right. I think. Well, I think that. Right. Yes. Because I think that that is probably what people need. You know. And I don't. That's why it's always good to have an editor on because we all know that that's what actually happens. You know. And I think mm-hmm. that people sometimes think that somebody that wrote a book, they go, oh, they just did it by themselves. You don't do it by yourself. You need the illustrator. You, know, you need, let's say, for the children's book, yep. the cover. You know. And. This is a question for anybody that wants to answer it. Uh, I have been, after so many years, you know, I'm finding that, you know, a lot of times the people that listen, they're wanting to write a book or they're wanting to do another book or whatever. But one of the things is is that the title, the book cover, you know, um, if it's not right, sometimes it should be changed or Mm -hmm. maybe the it doesn't always say what the book is about. So years ago, like myself, I'll use an example because a lot of people know that I, I know I've made mistakes along the way, but I'm doing this for 20 years. So in 20 years, you have to make mistakes, you know, and things have changed. But like, let's say I wrote a screenplay and the screenplay was the title for the screenplay. And that works as a screenplay title, but it doesn't work for, let's say, as a book title. So how important mm-hmm. does do anybody does anybody feel like, you know, sometimes when you look at a book, if you don't like the cover and the and the title doesn't do the trick for you, what do you think? I mean, how that, how do you get that across to the authors or, or to ourselves is sometimes we do have to make that change because people are now changing covers because, and Mikey, he knows that I've done, changed my covers. So I think people think that I've they have to stay covers. the same way and you don't have to stay. Mikey, what we can say? I said I've changed some of my covers because... And it does it get better, you get rid of better response? Yeah, and I think indie authors, um, they shouldn't be afraid to change their covers because cover trends change, like, they're all the time. And right. the ones that set the, tre- the trend is the bigger publishers because then they put out these books and then everybody looks for that style of cover on that book because that's what's trending. So whenever I do cover art for, because I do cover um, covers for people, um, whenever I do that, I always go and look to see what's trending so that their book can can compete with the, the ones that are on the market at the time. Um, what sold for romance covers 20 years ago is not what sells for romance covers now. Even right. five years ago, um, there was a big movement I want to say like about five years ago where sweet romances were um, had a lot of um, illustrations on them instead of, um, and they were cutesy illustrations instead of like uh, photographs and stuff like that. Now they've kind of moved back to photographs, but, and then now cozy mysteries have picked up illustrations instead of photographs. So it, 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 you just really, if you want your book to compete with what is on the market in your genre, you've got to do your research and find out what kind of cover needs to be on it. And if you have a good cover designer, they should be doing their homework too, you know, not just slapping on whatever cover they 
they think works right. best. And I, I try to work with my clients on that where I'm like, well, these are the type of books that are trending. And are you sure you really want to have that on your book, you know? <laughs> Cause, and, uh, see, right. see, that's the it, thing, though. I mean, you know, right. It, it, I, it's really hard to tell because, you know, and then you'll pick up something that is a major bestseller, and you'll go like, what kind of a cover is this? Okay. So <laughs> Not even you, good. The you, title you isn't good. The cover the, isn't good. And right. it sells a lot. So I guess, so a lot of things just go out the window, you know, that you think. There's, but there's I, kind you know, of and, you have. yeah. Go ahead. There's rules you have to follow, Marsha. You can't look at big name authors and their covers right. because right. it's the name of the author that is selling the book, not right. the cover. And you'll That's notice if yeah. their name is right. taking up more than uh, one third of the cover space, then don't look at their cover because that's right. not what's set right. in the book. Right. Right. That's, I've, that's I've, interesting. I've, there's a lot of book covers that I, I teach a fun cover class, um, and I show them covers of these best selling books, and they're just. Some of them are terrible. Like they just found the first stock image that they could and and just put it on there. And yeah. but then they make the, the the author's name super duper big, so it doesn't matter what's on there. It's the author's name well, that's selling yeah. the book, not the picture. Yeah, yeah. Elwin, how how do you feel about that? What do you, I mean, because this book cover is really cute. Their new one, so cute. Oh. Um. Yeah. Well, uh, going back to Chris Kringle's cops, I actually uh, redid the cover because. I wasn't having much luck with sales, and uh, the cover didn't turn out exactly the way I wanted it, so I actually redesigned it myself on Canva, and then I had um, Ron Melanson uh, just, like, format it for me, you know, to make it the correct dimensions for KDK. Yeah, Canva, you know, the thing about it is, you know, and I talked to my publishers also that they have changed sometimes, you know, Amazon, and they're very – specifications sometimes change a little so you you know sometimes it works sometimes in, in another year they may change it a little where the same cover you might not be able to fit the way they ask you know it is so you you have to really change that too because sometimes it doesn't and for audiobooks the same kim if you're if you're reading a book from somebody and you know that their title doesn't work do you tell them or do you what do you say to them oh um, you're editing I actually, it i, I I have never had that issue before. Um, okay, I'm just I'm but, just wondering if that ever came yeah, up. No, yes, certainly, um, certainly, I would I would certainly say something if I felt that the title did not go with the story. Absolutely, um, but yeah, I've never I've never had that come up in the 12 yeah. years I've done this. <laughs> right. Well, all right. So, okay. Well, I'll give an example of mine. <laughs> We'll do mine because I, I have it. I've recently, I not recently, I knew this, and I've done the cover again, Mikey. You know the uh, Grand Central, and I still think I need to do it again because when it when it worked as a screenplay, because the screenplay was the premise of the book is that so much happens in the house. It's like Grand Central Station. There's a lot of people, you know, living in the yep. house, and they're just going <laughs> crazy. And that's the thing that says Grand Central, okay, station. So that works in your head. But then now I know. The, so we've changed it, and Mikey changed the cover, but we also added something on the cover. On, uh, the publisher added something, you know, to show it's a love story. But I still, 
after several years still, I'm going to change the name again if I figure out one I like. I may use some of the ones I used in my screenplays, or I just may use another one, because I feel that now more than ever, there because there's so many books out there, and so someone will look at it and go, Grand Central, what does that mean? Is it about a train? It has nothing mm-hmm. to do with the train. you know. And so oh, no. I'm a critic for myself, too, so I know. But, you know, and... And the other thing is, you know, sometimes we don't realize it till maybe a couple of years later. Mm-hmm. And then we go, just like Mikey said, it doesn't work for now, you know, and a cover that you did like doesn't actually work because mm-hmm. it is out there in, there's so many books now, you know, and people just go fast. And, and I, I laugh sometimes when I put something out and all of a sudden people are looking at it like it's new and it's not new. But if I change something uh, about what I said about it, and I'm going like, really? You know, I mean, you're like, I've had this book, you know, and it's like, oh, okay. But you do have to keep changing, you know. And most of the books, like a lot of the, I've had tons of authors on, and they uh, do a lot of erotic books, and they all have the cowboy on or this guy without his shirt on, you know. And oh, jeez. I mean, this has to be what people want the, because the they keep doing it. Sells. Yeah, I know. Unfortunately, that 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 hasn't changed. <laughs> yeah. For uh, <laughs> erotic, you've got to have the the slutty kind of stuff on books. So, right, you know, and some are really so intense. I've had authors on, and they know this. I can't put it. I can't put their covers on. Mm-hmm. You know, for right. black talk, you can't. You know, and no. um, you just can't, you know, and that's just how it is. But and a lot of times Amazon now is really getting um, well, they're very tough on some of the erotic authors now. So and mm-hmm. some of the books aren't even that they're more romance and more. And if you put yourself in that, then with the cover and everything, it doesn't work. And sometimes if a book is erratic, I've noticed that that. They don't even in the first chapter. It's not really that erratic, so I guess that's how they get around it. And then all of a sudden, you go like, "Wait a minute! I've heard. You know, I was listening to an audio book, and that's what happened." I went, "What? What? <laughs> you know, oh, what dear. happened here? You know?" So, and you, so I think with yeah. Book go ahead. Covers, with book covers, what is on the cover is a promise to your reader, and your cover. Oh, that's has a good way to, to look at it. That's a that's an interesting you, way. Are yeah. given. I have so to write it down. To put an erotic <laughs> picture on a romance novel, and there's not any of that heavy, heavy, heavy duty stuff in yep. it. You're setting up the the reader to be mad because they expected something different when they picked up yep. your book. So you have to look. Well, at I, it well as you're as right. A, I think that's, I think it's a. It, I'm, I'm, I wrote this down so it sticks in my head. <laughs> Promise to your reader, because that makes sense. You know, because readers do get mad. And Kim, I know you edit like all different kinds of books. So what do you have to say I about do. this? And you like all different kinds. I do. I, I love all different kinds. Um, and and I, I don't I don't mind editing. Um, you know, trashy romance, or, or if if that's what we're going to call it, or erotic or yeah. whatever. Because you know what, I have bills to pay. You know what I mean. 
Yeah, really, it's that, you know, I, I don't really I, think you know, I you know, I have so many. I don't really think it's 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 just erotic sex. And there, I have had so many authors on, and a lot of them don't use their regular names. But you know, but I right. think you know, I don't know. I, I've seen several companies that were in business. Now they changed their tune and they went out of that kind type of market. You know, I mean, but, but I will say they are a fun group of people to have on shows, <laughs> and they keep writing. I, I don't even know yeah. how they do it. What I was going to say um, is that even that has to be well-written. It cannot be, yes. you know, pardon yeah. me, wham, bam, yes. thank you, ma'am. It has to be right, right. or or use silly terms for body parts. I mean, it's like, come on, you're writing for adults. You need to actually, you know, write like yeah. an adult, not like a 12-year-old or, you know, right. a, a, a post-adolescent whatever. You have to – but, the you know, even those have to be written well. And I unfortunately have worked on some that were written so badly. It was it was just so hard. I had to slog through it and I felt bad because I had I had already taken the money so I had to do yeah. the work, you know. Right, right. <laughs> like, well right and you know and that and right and that's the thing, you know, right. And that's one of the things because you you know, you're doing it and that's the one thing that's like a lot of times with audiobooks you know, um, they if they don't like what's in, they won't take the job of doing your yeah. audio book on Amazon for right. Audibles. They will not. And there are some that use another name when they have mm-hmm. to do a, an erotic book. So, I mean, there's so many things that matter. And, like, you know, Ellen, you know, you're in the children's market. I, Mikey has books, children, you know, that's what he does, and young adults and whatever. And I do children's also, and it is difficult, you know, I – in my career, I know what I should have done, but it's, you know, I'm moving on. But, you know, when mm-hmm. you write different genres, it's tough, you know, mm-hmm. and that's really hard, you know. But it, it's all of this always applies to all my shows whenever I do them. Whatever we're talking about applies to whatever genre you're in because it's not easy, any of this. Really whatever, this is hard. You know, this is hard work, and you need to have help sometimes with somebody helping you, like an editor, and you need to have a good book cover. And, you know, and Elwin, you didn't mention you do lesson plans. You know, my, if I ever do a children's oh, yeah. book again, what I would do is do the lesson plan with. I didn't do them in my books. I don't really want to republish them. But, Elwin, you want to talk a little bit about what you do about that for because people need that now, certainly now more than ever. Well, I um, take all of my skills from doing lesson plans for 20 years, and I do specialized lesson plans for children's picture book authors. So they send me their book, and then I go through it, and I, if they want a literacy or a math or social studies, um, whatever type of lesson plan they want, um, I do. I mean, if there's a certain lesson plan, like if they want math or a specific subject that I don't think would be a good fit for the book, I'll let them know, but... Yeah. Um, yeah, I do. Yeah, that's what I do. Yeah. Does anybody have a question for each other, or you know, that Mikey? Do you have anything you wanted to ask anybody else, or Kim? Well, I, I want I wanted to ask Mikey where he came up with the idea for his book, uh, Camp Legend. I think it sounds really cool. Oh, it does. Um, sound cool. I'm trying to think of where I came up with the idea. <laughs> Uh, my brain is really foggy right now. It probably um, it probably came from all the books you do, you know, and the magic of life, you know, of how ma- magical my, my things kids, are. 
my kids helped a lot with that book, especially my 11 year old. She, uh, and she's actually the, um, she's my one that I go to when, as I'm writing the second book, I've got to approve things through her. Um, but I just, I think it was because the kid, I mean, she's getting to the point where she's stopping, she's not believing in some things and like the tooth yeah. fairy. And it yeah. was a way that I wanted to show her that magic was still okay to believe in. And so that's where I, the, the initially the idea for the book came from was the main character Taj doesn't believe in any of this, but by circumstances, he actually traps the tooth fairy and causes her to be kidnapped by this bad group. And so he actually goes to camp legend in, as part of a witness protection program. And so he has to <laughs> pretend he's a believer amongst all these That's other adorable. believers to sit in. And That's it's, adorable. Yeah. It's, it, I had so much fun writing this book and what's cool about it is that I, I always love to teach things and, and all legendary things haven't have a story where they originated. And so I like to really go into the history of, well, where did the, uh, the story of Santa Claus come from or where do we get the Easter bunny? But actually in my mm-hmm. book, it's the Easter chicken because <laughs> bunnies don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so there's That's a lot great. of stuff that, that you find out that's a little different um, than what's going on. Um, but, yeah, I I always like to try to empower kids through my books. And so this, this book is all about believing not just in magic and the unbelievable, but mostly believing in yourself. And that's yeah, what this yeah, is all yeah. about. Yeah, see, that's a good – had, had, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I, I had the same theme in my Chris Kringle's Cops. It was all about, you know, uh, b- believing in yourself and, you know, uh, the villain. The villains, they believe that Santa is a real person, but they don't believe in what he stands for. So, like, and, and that was another thing. Like, you have to you have to believe not only in yourself, but in others and in and in like, uh, you know, things like uh, take a stand and, you know. I think well, certainly, yeah. that's, certainly that's yeah. like a, a really big thing right now for kids. You know, they need to have so many different lessons. You know, that show it in a book without like giving them a lesson. Like you know, when they read yeah. a book, it's not like you're you know, you know like when I wrote the I didn't even realize my books were lessons, but or, or you know about confidence and stuff until later on because what I just wrote them you know but then when you see people review and when they read it they go oh this is such a lesson which has a soft flow through it that they don't know it's a lesson you know and I think that you know as authors you know that's what happens sometimes we're writing things that come from our mind but it might be a lesson you know and then it turns out like Mikey you know like all the things and you have a built-in audience there in your house you have so many people to of different levels yep. so that's a good thing you know and you know even in the two books that's the other thing i have dogs that talk now the dogs the two dogs the, the well this you know the dog from it's never too late that uh, Mikey did the little dog for Gracie it is magical because she's like the angel of love and she's trying to get people together you know and so that people want to believe sometimes even if you're not children that it will all work out 
you know, and mm-hmm. that everything's going to be all right, you know, and I think people like that. You know, they want yeah, to believe I mean, in good and, 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 and that the magic of life. It's 2020. We know the magic we can get right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Kim, do you, I, I asked you this before about children's books, but you you do children's books also, right? I do, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. When you do you see sometimes that there sometimes when we're doing our own books we don't see what we've actually written sometimes and that it is a lesson or that exactly. is you know yeah yeah and I think we don't know I I really do sometimes think that and then sometimes when someone says something you go oh really you know that's what the point is when somebody does review your book and talk about your characters a dog whatever you know that they actually like your character they believe in the character they're happy they read about the character and all you know when they're reading books so i think that that's important but i also think it's important to know that when you get a bad review you just can't stop everything you just can't say Mm -hmm. you're never going to write again you know which is why i've done this for all these years because being an agent for all those years people stopped i'm still sad to this day that a lot of people just left the business and there's I've been doing shows for 11 years, and there's a lot of people in 11 years that have left and shouldn't have. They're Mm -hmm. really good, you know. And so I think so sad when people give up on their dreams. Yeah, you know. And Kim, you Kim, you have people coming back to you over and over again. I assume so. That's I do. Yeah, which is a lovely thing. Yep, and I've had, um, which is this is lovely for these people, but I've had clients who have gotten signed by publishing companies. And so they no longer need me, you know, I'm really right. happy right. for them, but I'm like, Oh no, I want to, right. don't right. leave. Right. I really right. want to work with you. Now I have to buy your books. <laughs> yeah. right. <laughs> right. Instead of getting paid to read them, I have to pay you now, you know, <laughs> but, no, I, mean, it's, I know it's every, I'm sure it's every author's dream to be signed by a big publishing company, and and that's fabulous. Um, three of my clients actually achieved best-selling status while working with me, so that's pretty cool. Uh, that's so very have, good. That is really cool. Yeah, yeah. I have I have a couple um, best-selling authors on my in my stable, which is which is really neat. Which kind of makes me a best-selling editor, right? <laughs> That is no, but that is, but that yeah. is true though. That is true, you know. And see, and that is the thing because I think people don't, you know, people that are reading books, they actually don't know sometimes that they, the book doesn't come out that way. So you know, I think no, that right, yeah. you know, the editor matters, you know, and can, so can that, I add that, yeah. To all that. Yeah. So yeah. the grass isn't always greener um, in the big publishing world no. I've been there that's exactly right experience. and that's that's why I don't either anymore I don't either you know I spent years doing that and most people that are out there now a lot of people that are out there now if they're going to wait five three years to do their book by that time you know they get upset and whatever and they're sick of it and so when you can independently publish and do it right with a good illustrator and a good editor that's why you know that's why the show today is like that you know exactly. you need right. these things and you can do it yourself because you don't want to keep waiting for 
years and then you know and sometimes there is i've said before which we all as authors and editors they are not as creative sometimes in the publishing houses as they should be they could have you right. they don't always see it mikey you can address that because it's right but if it's just words they go like well, what does that mean you know but the right. illustrations no, make the book yeah i've in my experience i've i've uh I started out doing self-publishing, then I went to traditional publishing, and then I managed to land the probably one of the best agents in my field, in, in my genre, and my author career stopped because it, I was now agented and everything had to go through them, but it took years for them yeah. to even, like, right. get through a book. And, uh-huh. and so, like, three years later, I have no books coming out. All the kids right. that were reading my books have grown up. Right. And so right. I have to that start matters. over. Right. And I'm like, you know, goodbye, agent. Um, goodbye, traditional yeah. publishing. I'm going to just yeah, go back right. to doing what was working. Well, and you seem to do so, a beautiful book, so <laughs> to worry oh, about that, you. you know. But see, that is true. That's really the truth. And, you know, having been a WG agent for all those years and seeing all these people, you know, just it, it go down the, you know, down the road, they just left. You know, it's so upsetting to me because actually their work was so good. And I had so many novels that were quite, people that wrote wonderful novels that would be great. They gave it up. You know, and mm. which is which is why I tell people with screenplays that if it's a good screenplay and it's a good story, is a good story, which is the name of my show. Usually, was in the when I started, is if it's a good story, just make it in a book because then you got a shot mm-hmm. at people. Like it's never too late. Came from a screenplay I wrote, and Grand Central too. You know, also <clears> did <throat> and and the new one I'm doing also. I have no title for the one, but it was you know. Um, it was Prince Charming. So, you know, they were all screenplays that got good, you know, feedback. So at least they're going to be in a book now. And then who knows, someday somebody could take it and make it into a screenplay. So don't, I don't want people to think that all their work is done for nothing because it's really not. Because once it's in a book, right. it's there forever. Well, the characters will be there. too, Marcia, because, uh, an author you should totally have on your show. Her name is Jenny James, and she okay. started out as writing these sweet romances, but she's doing awesome now turning her books into screenplays. Yeah. And so it also <clears throat> works the other way. Well, I did and write some it. of her it's books didn't sell all right. that well, You're, but the movie does good. Yep. So. If the problem right now is is that it's really tough right now for screenwriters because we don't even know when the actors can go to work. So they, I don't know what's going on with that. Yeah. It's not going to be easy for them. But That's I just true. think the the thing about a book, though, is the book is always there. Sometimes the screenplay, they get shoved aside, and maybe 10 years later they go, oh, look it, we found this screenplay in this pile here. Maybe we should do it, you know. And uh, you could tell sometimes when I could tell, well, I, you know, when you're watching a movie, and I go, oh, that is an old screenplay because I can tell by the wording that they're using that it's not now, you know. But it it still could be a good movie, and it's 
It's just not the same wording that they would use now. And people have a lot of issues right now with between cell phones and Uber and things like that. If they write them in their book, are they going to be no? It'll go. What does that mean? What's right. a cell right. phone? What you know. Yeah, you know, so I think that, that that's really an issue, you know. But I think for the most part, if it's a good story, it works one way or the other, you know. It'll, and yeah, it'll, it'll transcend eras and things like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's the other thing. I talked about this last week on my show. We were talking about the fact that if a book is five years old, <laughs> so what? It's five years old. Don't make it seem like the book is just ancient, you know, and you shouldn't mm-hmm. read it because... This is not a good thing because I think all of us or anybody that's had children would read older books. Kim, I'm sure the books and some of the books, I'm sure you're editing while you're reading it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I. Yeah. (laughs) They need. They need to go to another editor. Turn it off. Unfortunately, I can't turn it off. It's it's an occupational hazard for sure. And and I have on occasion contacted the author because. they, you know, they say they have an editor and, and a proofreader, yet I'm still finding lots of mistakes. And yeah. none of us is perfect. We, I, I miss things too. But if you're gonna, if you're gonna publish and thank your editor and proofreader, you better make darn well sure that there are virtually no errors. I mean, you know, you don't want misspelled words, and you don't want, um, you know commas every you know every three four words and things like that and and it breaks my heart because these books are really good but they needed a lot of mechanical you know work like what I do mostly you know the the spelling and the grammar and the and the punctuation so it it kills me when they're loyal to their I mean I'm I, I appreciate loyalty to your editor. Thank God I have loyalty for my, my clients. But nice. I have loyalty because I'm good at what I do. You know, there's loyalty and then there's, you know, not wanting to to hurt any feelings, and that's completely different. If your editor yeah. is not doing the job you pay them to do, you have got to let them go. Cut them loose and find somebody who does not leave erroneous glaring errors in in your book yeah unfortunately i think a lot of people that are authors when you get the book edited and it's done they still don't see if there's problems that's the issue yeah i mean they're not going to see it they know the story and they're just their eyes are looking at a certain you know way although the good solution to that is audiobooks because that's yeah. the thing about audiobooks. <laughs> right. Audiobooks sound great because you don't yep. you don't have people saying like, oh, you needed a comma, oh, you didn't do this no. or that, you know. But <laughs> no. that's really, you know, it's just easy. <laughs> but you know, I actually I just wanted to, I forget, while we're talking about audiobooks, I've used a service and I have to. She added stuff to it now. People that have audiobooks, it is very difficult for them to advertise. It really is hard. Um, I had her on the show years ago. It's just the audio book woman, bookworm, just the audio bookworm. And I'm going to start doing that again because you, the audio books really make more money on Amazon for the author than the Amazon books. 
Because mm-hmm. you're not, they don't have 99-cent books on, for audiobooks. Right. You, you know. Right. So I think that if people are listening, if you need help, I, she added some new things, just the audiobook worm, and um, she does a lot of different things, and it's called Adopt-A-Book, and people, you know, they – because everybody that goes to Audible, they're all their audio, they have get codes. <clears throat> and the problem with most people is they don't even know how to do the codes because it's not cut, dry, you know, really easy. So, you know, if people are listening out there, think about how that goes, you know. If you want to do get your audio book sold more, think about advertising. It's not the same as advertising for a book. Mm-hmm. You know, I think Mikey, I think he dropped out or he left. So, Mikey, thank you for being on the show. He, he, I know he has lots of things to do because they just had the new baby, the sixth baby. So I think that's what happened to him. And um, we're going to close the show anyway. So does anybody have any last things that they'd like to say, uh, Elwin? Uh, just thanks for having me on and letting me um, reach out to your um, listeners. Yeah, I'm glad, you know, I want you are yeah. familiar person on our audio on our shows about children you know and and we need to talk about children's books you know and we need to have authors on because they they can understand that they can get their books done they just need like you know a person like mikey and, and a person like him to help them you know because children's books i think mm-hmm. people think that they don't need that but that's not true they need it kim are those last really words do. you really really yeah. yeah just one last one last thing. First of all, thank you so much for inviting me. I, I had a oh, really you're nice welcome. time talking with you. And Ellen, it was nice to hear from you. And I, you I would love to love to talk more. Um, but you you get what you pay for. And if if you know if your next door neighbor who is a former English teacher is is quote unquote your editor, that that's not that's not an editor. You know, yep. that's not a proofreader. You have to you have to use a professional, someone who actually does this for a living yep. and has really good, you know, qualifications. I have more than 2,000 published books to my credit in, in, in wow, 12 years. Wow, that's a lot. Wow. wow, that's great. Yes, it is. That's, it really that's is. Awesome. It's, it's creeping up on 2,500. Um, wow. And, you know, your your aunt or, you know, your your mother-in-law who loves to read, that's not an editor. You know, you need an editor. So, so stop letting, Yes, and you, right. you, know, you need an editor. You need a good uh, illustrator, especially with children's books. Yep. Or you or even if you use clip art, you can, if you still have a good cover. And Mikey does things where if you show him a picture, he's not on, but you show him a picture, then he does a drawing similar to what you want. He's really oh, that's good. that's cool. You know, oh, he's great. He's really good because sometimes people cannot afford, you know, sometimes it's very expensive for a book cover, so you can use different, you know, um, yep. he can work with you on that. And yep. he, he's really, and, he's really good, you know, and, and not and, and a lot, a lot of, a lot of editors are good. I mean, editors, a good editor is going to cost you money, but I accept installments. <laughs> And oh, my, that's a good. That's and, a good thing. First, All right, yeah. that's an interesting. That's interesting. I've not heard clients, that. That's it. Yep. Yeah, that helps. Good to know. First time, first time clients get twenty percent off. So, oh, that's great. Anyway, so. Yeah, you still that's good. Right. I have. Right. Thank you all. For, thank you all for being here, and um, Elwin and Kim and, and Mikey. I have on my show page. I have, you know, where they can click on to find more about you. So um, great. Uh, 
You're all out there with the picture. I do. I am with Big Eye Pictures. So thanks again, Kim, and thanks, Elwin and Mikey. I will email you, talk to you. All right, and thank you all for listening. Have a great day. Bye. 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 Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.